a while back, I found myself stuck in traffic in Raleigh. Now, sitting in my car, I noticed this group of trees along the roadside, and they looked like they just didn't belong. So I grabbed my phone and I snapped a few pictures. When I got home, I was able to identify those trees as Dawn Redwoods, and then I got really curious. How had those trees wound up along a roadside in Raleigh, North Carolina? The answer to my question may have started with a group of extinct trees, but it helped me see just how hard gardeners work to make our communities better places to live. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Support from Garden Destinations made this story possible. Garden Destinations is a digital magazine showcasing the world's finest public gardens. Now, whether you're planning a trip or just doing some armchair traveling, Garden Destinations is a great stop on your journey. You can find them at GardenDestinations.com. My curiosity about this grove of trees in Pullen Park started because these trees were once thought to be extinct. The Dawn Redwood is a deciduous conifer species in the redwood tree family. Its botanical name, Meta Sequoia, alludes to the redwood giants of the West. Meta is Greek for like or similar. So, Meta Sequoia, like Sequoia. While not quite as large as its West Coast cousin, the Dawn Redwood can grow well over 150 feet tall. And it had been found in fossil records in North America, but had thought to have vanished millions of years ago. But this extinct tree was discovered in the mountains of China in the 1940s. Seeds were collected and sent to Europe and North America, and some of those seeds found their way to Duke Gardens where they were propagated. Duke Gardens was part of a network of gardens promoting the Dawn Redwood tree. They held classes and they gave seedlings out to groups to plant. One of those groups was the Raleigh Garden Club, who planted 40 seedlings in Poland Park in 1976 as part of the Bicentennial celebrations. Since its founding, the Raleigh Garden Club has improved the appearance of public spaces all over the city. But what really got them fired up? It was the automobile. I'm Erica Winston, and this year I'm program chair for the Raleigh Garden Club. But I've also been a member for about tw- actually 20 years in 2018, so this is my 20th year as a member. Erica took me on a tour of Pullen Park, and she told me a little bit about the club's early days. And another fun thing, I mean, this is going way back in time, is uh, gas stations. When they first came out with the cars, and the garden clubs were organized in the the late 20s and early 20s even, um, they were starting to put gas stations in neighborhoods, which of course was changed and created an an outcry. We don't want these ugly things in our neighborhoods. And they smell, and it's loud. And And it's loud, and we don't want cars anyway, probably. And... uh, the Garden Club held a competition within eight miles of Raleigh for the gas station, the filling station, as they called it then, that had the, the nicest landscaped plantings really? to make them pretty and to make them gardeny and blend in the neighborhood. Well, again, we see that everywhere today. Gas stations almost always have nice plantings around them, except maybe on a big highway. But neighborhood ones do. Huh. It was the garden club that stepped in and said, we're going to do something about this. And they did. The Raleigh Garden Club has planted nearly 1,300 trees and countless other plants in public spaces across Raleigh. Across the Triangle, the Chapel Hill Garden Club has been a force for good since they began in 1931. But perhaps they're best known for their biannual garden tour, which opens up private gardens to participants who come from across the Triangle, the state, and even beyond our borders. 
thousands of hours go into creating these tours, and the proceeds are donated to the North Carolina Botanical Garden. I was invited to meet with several of the club's officers and tour chairs, both past and present. Now, over lunch, this lively group explained to me that their impact goes beyond gardening. You could call our club the Newcomers Club. people move here from elsewhere and choose to retire here Mm -hmm. and they get word about the as I did about this garden club and I thought you know I was going to walk into a bunch of old right (laughs) (laughs) but I knew you know I need to meet people all say yes to everything (laughs) go in and it's not a bunch of blue haired old ladies and it's just incredible it's like walking into an open heart what Gail is, is saying and what everyone's saying is it's not just we go to a meeting and listen to this really cool speaker talk about landscape. But that is really good. Which is <laughs> no, it's really important. The connective tissue that's created yeah. mm-hmm. through the tasks we do is incredible. Yeah. And the other thing is that think about why we're drawn to come at all. Mm-hmm. It's all about creating life and nurturing life. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. And in, that's how I feel about it. And then and how it's on the yeah, and, and then you extend it into Chapel Hill. So let's say you're new. You're new here and you don't know what you're walking into. And everyone is so welcoming. It's not like we're a clique and we all know each other for years and years and we just talk to you know the people we don't know. It's not like that. You there we make a real special effort. That special effort has real impact. Over the years, the club has donated nearly a quarter of a million dollars to the Botanical Garden. They've helped fund educational programs, children's programs, and some really innovative ideas. Now, this two-day event attracts people from across our state. But as the committee chairs talked about what went into making this tour work, I kept thinking about what it would take to get a garden ready for this kind of an event. So when Jan Dean, whose garden is on this year's tour, offered to show me her garden, boy, I jumped at that alfer. I'm Jan Dean. You're here in my garden that um, I have been tending since 2009. And um, it is going to be one of the gardens featured on this year's Chapel Hill Spring Garden Tour in April of this year. Jan showed me her garden, and you can hear more of our tour on our podcast. Just visit trianglegardener.com and go to the podcast category. It's the episode entitled Garden Tour Preview. As we walked around her garden, she let me in on some of her secrets for producing stunning results at exactly the right time. Our tour flower this year is the allium. And so what you see here are, I don't know how many, how many bulbs of allium in various pots, various colors. And I'm experimenting. I did not want to put them in the ground. I'm experimenting with trying to grow them in containers and then God willing, if they come up and they're nice, they look nice at tour time, I'm going to then, you know, like cut and paste an article. I'm going to remove them and I'm going to put them in planters or I may put them in other strategic spots in the garden. Um, But I was just trying to avoid, they like sun, which is why I have them out here. It's pretty sunny here, you know, a good part of the day. And um, we'll see what happens. But it's my experiment with allium. We'll see how it turns out. That's a great... um garden tour tip that you can just strategically tuck in plants because I've grown alum and they're wonderful but they're 
they're a little bit frustrating because they're disappointing. Sometimes, you know, one will pop up, and then another few days, another one will pop up. And, and they never do that spectacular carpet of allium that exists only in my mind's eye. Well, this is in my mind, this is my dream right now, that they're going to come up and that somehow at tour time they're going to be in bloom. And then I can put, I saw, uh, uh, this was in some gardening uh, magazine, uh, a spectacular planter that the whole front center of it were these alliums poking up and then draped around it was all uh, pansies and spring colorful things. And I I just said, oh, if I could only recreate that. But... I just don't know that I could do that without... I know for a fact that um, photography, garden photography, does a lot of staging. And so, uh, you know, that's why I shouldn't tell my secrets that I'm going to be doing. But if it turns out, I'm going to try to have some alliums as little surprises around my garden. You can see the results of Jan's hard work on this year's Chapel Hill Garden Club tour. You can find out more about the tour from a link on our website, trianglegardener.com. One of the things I like best about working on this show is it lets me follow my curiosity. From a traffic jam, to ancient trees, to gas stations, to an open heart that welcomes everybody, garden clubs help make our communities better. Gardeners are out there planting trees and making people smile. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find this and other episodes of our podcast on our website, trianglegardener.com, on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.